You know, the Spirit of the Lord is, is increasing Sunday by Sunday, meeting by meeting. And um, I don't want to be long today. I want to just be impactful in what I feel the Spirit of the Lord wants to speak to you about and what God wants to talk to you about. So why don't you go with me to Matthew chapter number 10. I, I basically just want to highlight a scripture there. If you don't have your Bibles here, then uh, get a phone out, Google it. Matthew chapter number 10 and verse number 28. And I'm going to read from verse number 28 to verse number 31. And I, I want to deal this morning with something that I believe that the Lord wants to deal with and uh, wants to get this off us and wants us to understand. So Matthew chapter number 10, verse number 28, I'm going to read for you. The Bible says, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows, please listen, are not two sparrows sold for a copper coin and not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father's will. But verse number 30, look at this. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. And of course that is less for some and more for others. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Listen to this, verse number 31. Do not fear, therefore, you are more valuable than many, many sparrows. I'm going to read that just again for you. Do not fear, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. And you have more value than many sparrows. And when I, when I read it during this week, the Spirit of the Lord started to speak to me. And we see two words that are highlighted here in the Scripture. The word value and the word fear. And as I started to look at it, the Lord started to speak to me. And He said this to me that, when we don't understand our value in the Lord, we get reintroduced to the spirit of fear. In other words, whatever causes fear in my life is a byproduct of me misunderstanding or misappropriating the value that I have in the Lord. Are you guys there? Are you with me? And so as I, as I was looking at this, the Lord started to speak to me and, he, and he, there's a few things I want you to notice. This is that if we believe that God is as good as we say is, then we owe God to dream massive dreams for Him. We owe the Lord to dream extravagant dreams. We owe the Lord to believe who He is and to stand of what He says He is. Are you guys with me this morning? But I believe that we are living in a season and a time where there's many voices of hopelessness that has been risen up in this hour. Because the Bible says we are and we know we are in the last hour. We don't need to be eschatological about that. We know we are, but sometimes what the enemy does, please listen to me carefully. He, he wants to raise up a voice of hopelessness because that voice of hopelessness is designed to decrease your value. Are you guys okay? If you decrease your value, you decrease your faith. If you decrease your faith, you decrease your expectation. If you decrease your expectation, you have altered your destiny. If you've altered your destiny, you've altered your passion. And I want to tell you, sometimes the closest people that is around us comes as voices to devaluate who we are and what we are. But I'm here once again to tell you this morning that your value has been determined by the one that has died and has bled on the cross for us, that has left that tomb empty, and that is the value that has been set. Let no devil and let no person and let no circumstance tell you otherwise. Come on, are you there? And so, as I was looking at this, the Lord said this to me. And it's important. Because the voices that we tolerate, please listen to me. The voice that you tolerate is the voice that will dominate. 
The Bible says, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me, right? My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. But often what the enemy does successfully, he raises up an other voice. He raises up the voice of accusation. He raises up the voice of condemnation. He raises up the voice of judgment. And sometimes those voices are embedded in other people and people are the voice of critique. People are sometimes the voice of criticism and self-condemnation. And worse yet, here's the, here's the, the worst part, is sometimes we become the voice. May I encourage you this morning that you must not devaluate who you are in the Lord. You must not take it lower. Because if you take it lower, you will take your expectation of who Jesus is and what Jesus is, you'll take it lower. Come on guys, are, are you okay? Come on in power, don't sleep in the second service. So, listen again, I, I, want to, I, I want us to understand this. Is that the target of the enemies, the enemies, the target of Satan is your faith. The target of the enemy is your faith. Because he understands faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence is in the unseen. In other words, as soon as I lose hope, I lose my faith. If I lose my faith, I lose my confidence. And if I lose my confidence, I start to lose my belief system and who He is. Come on guys, are you, are you okay? So, let me say it like this. The enemy cannot decrease your value. But what he can do is he can increase your fight to find significance outside of Jesus. I'll say it again. The enemy cannot decrease your value. He cannot. He cannot decrease that what has been bought. So what he does, he raises up voices of hopelessness and he raises up alternative voices so that you and I go look for our significance outside of Jesus. We look for significance in a job. We look for significance in other people. We look for significance in circumstances. We look for significance in friends. None of that can make you whole. There's one that makes you whole and His name is Jesus. Come on in power. If I, if I try to get my wholeness in something that did not make me, I have just signed myself up for a lesser destiny. Can I say that again? I have to go to the one that has made me because He's the source. And unless I get my identity from the source, let me say it like this, a wife cannot even make a husband whole. My wholeness does not lie in Shannon, even though I've been married to her for 18 years and I love her very much. My wholeness doesn't lie in her, nor does my identity lie in her. My identity lies in God. And I am, by the way, the best version of me while I love the Lord. Come on, do I have an amen? Can somebody say? You see, what, what we don't understand is this, is that we, if we want to good, look for our significance outside of the Lord, the enemy will raise up many voices. And those voices are there. It is interesting for me. Those voices are just there to get you off the road. Those voices are just there to devaluate who you are. And as soon as you go off course, most of the time those voices start to leave. 
Come on, are you there? But there's a voice that penetrates the darkness and it's the voice of Jesus. The voice of Jesus is not condemning. It is not criticizing. It's not accusatory in nature. The voice of Jesus cries out again and again and again and again. It is the voice that says it is finished. It is the voice that it says you are my beloved. It is the voice that says I will never leave you nor forsake you. It is the voice that says if all else for, uh, forsake you, I am the one that walks in. Come on, are you there? There's a voice. But we have to know His voice. Let me say it like this. How do I know His voice? Well, He, he gave us a book. <laughs> this is Jesus in written form. You guys okay? This is Jesus in written form. Let me use an example. I... I've been married to Shannon for 18 years. And even if another comes and has a woman's voice, I will not be deterred when somebody else tries to call my name. Because there's a voice that I know. Come on guys, are you, are you okay? You understand what I'm saying? Let me use an example. Where's the other mic? it quickly to Rehard Rehard with the nicest woman voice say my name Gilbert they give it there to William William nice voice best voice you can Gilbert okay give it to Milani same thing just, just say my name Gilbert okay now give the mic to Shannon So, the point that I want to make is everybody can say my name, but only one sounds like the beloved. Oh, there are people here this morning. You have to return back to the voice of the one that has made you. His name is Jesus, and it's the one that is calling. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, are you guys with me? My dad's with the Lord, but I promise you, if he walks down the hallway, I can hear his steps. Why, I know the one that I've been with for many years, and it's the same of Jesus. If you know Him, you cannot settle for an alternative voice because there's only one that sounds accepting. There's only one that says, I will take the beating. Oh, come on. His back was beaten. His beard was ripped out. He's, he, he took the beating so you and I don't have to. Listen, who do we think we are to allow circumstances and people and even ourselves to devaluate who we are? If God chose me, I'm sorry to say, if God be for me, it does not matter who is against me. Come on, guys. Are you okay? And the point is, yes, here's the difficult thing. <laughs> the devil plays dirty. He's, he's clever. He puts it, he puts this voices of hopelessness. He, put, he puts it most of the time 
in people and in circumstances we love. It's true. And the only thing He wants, He wants to sell you the thought that you are somehow, that you are the problem. And some of it is something wrong. And so He puts His voices in and this is what the devil is so clever. He is he's brilliant in what He does. And so He gives the thought. And what He needs to do after He has given the thought, and I, I wish I had time to ex explain this in depth for you this morning, but I, I want you to un understand this. And maybe I can just use it a moment. Richard, run to me. And by the way, no man, come up here. You're going far. We need to get Richard married, please. You want his number? It's 076. Write down, ladies. Come on. He's not picky. Um, we just need to get this done. As a belief means, it's a very, very hard for Bayes. So I want to I wanna explain this to you. Listen to me. I'm going to help you. Because if you understand this, and if you get what I'm going to say to you now, there's a lot of your life that will be free like that. And I just want to explain a, a, a terminology for you. What is a demon? Or what is a demonic spirit? A demonic spirit is a spirit without a body. Right? A demon is a person without a body. They were once fallen angels. They became demonic beings and they are demonic spirits, right? Are you there? But they are a spirit without a body. You that are seated here, you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. Correct? Okay. If this body dies, even though you can eat greens all day long, if this body dies, you need to leave. Everybody with me? Is that the revelation for some? If you go, your body goes, you're out of here. Jesus is Lord, up. If Jesus is not Lord, hell. Permanent positions. So now I stand, I go about my day. Please listen to me. The only thing that the devil needs to do, the devil needs to sell me something. He needs to sell me a thought. He needs to sell me an idea. And what he does, he doesn't just give it like that so easily. He puts this thought into the mouth of somebody else. And now because it's a trusted source, The mouth of a husband, the mouth of a wife, the mouth of a teacher, the mouth of an authority figure. Because the enemy puts this voice inside somebody else, now they sell it. Now you start to play with this thought because you think to yourself, but the source seems valid. Are you guys okay? Your defense should be the, should be the following. Your defense, thanks Richard, your your defense should be the following. When the thought comes, you have to be able to defend it with the Word of the Lord. And say, no, that's wrong. It's just not who I am. Come on, guys. Are, are you there? Are you with me? You have to be able to defend the thought and just say that that's simply not who I am. It's not who I am. It's not who I am. It's not who I am. But by point of rejection of this voice comes on the knowledge of this word. Come on guys, are you, are you there? Do you, do you understand? So 
any voice that introduces me to anything that the word does not introduces me to needs to go. It is my responsibility to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Come on, church. Let me say it like this. Again, I'll say it. Your value, let me reword myself. Whatever is a threat to the devil, he will attack. If you are not under attack, that means there's no threat. He will attack anything and everything that threatens his kingdom. That's why he hates marriages. Because marriages looks like the Trinity. He hates it. Let me say it like this. Oh. Your place of breakthrough. And I've often seen this in many Christians' life, and I want to correct this. Your place of breakthrough may not be your place of criticism. Let me read word myself. The place where you understand more about who Jesus is does not give us a right to, to, to critique those that are not yet there. Greater understanding gives birth to greater compassion. If I understand more about the Lord, I have to have greater compassion. Are you guys okay? Because greater compassion. I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer. I'm a firm believer. Firm, firm, firm. That even with all of you sitting here and the couple of hundred of people online. I'm a firm believer Jesus is not impressive numbers. However, He is impressed with the proximity of all of you with your hearts towards the Lord. Because what does it help us? Listen to me in power. What does it help us to sing the songs but you leave you unchanged? What does it help us to worship the one, the Lord, and you leave this place, you leave exactly the same you came? Then you haven't been worshiping, you've just been singing. I always tell the guys that are my leaders, I, I, I always say this to them, if you go and spend time with the Lord and go in and come out the same, you haven't been in a prayer meeting, you've been in a worry session. Because you cannot encounter Jesus and stay the same. May I say this? I feel the Holy Ghost there. And I just want to say this for everybody here. You cannot allow in this late hour that we are in to play with your soul. Listen, we don't need the signs to know that He's coming. He's coming. We know this. The point is where are you when he's coming. Come on, guys. And one of the greatest tactics of Satan in this final hour, I tell you, is to devaluate people. And then they start to settle for less. And Jesus, let me re say it like this. If you're a father and a mother here, 
Do you have any small dreams for your children? Okay. Why do we think God has? Why do we settle for broken lives? Why do we settle for disjointed hearts? Why do we settle for being critique about somebody else? Why do we settle for this stuff? If, the, if we understand, we can be, dream big for my children. I don't dream just to feed my kids three meals a day in a roof over my, their head. No, they must be awesome and successful in their lives. And so the father that you serve through the son that you've accepted, that father wants you to dream massive, grandiose dreams. And I'm telling you, listen, if you understand how much the Lord loves you and if you start to fall in love with how much He loves you, there's no way and there's no way, there's no way that you cannot achieve what the Lord has for you. The only thing that the devil can do, please listen to me, I want to help everybody out and I don't even want to emphasize Satan so much. The devil is not in the future. He's not omnipresent. He's not in the past because the blood is there. So he can only take to the future, he can only go to the future you allow him to go to. You need to invite him. How do you invite him? Through a heart that is not settled in Jesus. Come on church. Because this is what you must do. Please listen to me. You and I cannot stop. Just shift that tune for me. You and I, please listen to me. We can, most of the times, we, can, we cannot stop what has happened to us. Are you there? Just the pads. You and I cannot, we cannot change what happens to us. But you know what we can do? We can gather what has happened to us. And in spite of what happened to us, we can offer Him a sacrifice of praise. The Lord has come to seek worshippers, the Bible says. Romans 4, John, John 4.23. Then the Bible says in Romans chapter number 12, verse number 1 and 2, He's looking for living sacrifices. How does that look like? It looks like Lord, I don't understand why, why this has happened to me. I don't understand the betrayal. I don't understand the full loss. Because quite frankly, we don't understand all things. And you shouldn't. Because if you, if you did, you were God then. But there's many things that you do not understand because it's called the mystery of the faith. Your heart cannot trust less because you understand less. Your heart needs to be confident more in what you do know about God. You see, often we want to see Him move first before we believe Him. I'm telling you, you need to trust in His character also, even though you don't see His hand immediately. So let me use an example. I'm, I can gather, Lord, I don't understand this loss. I don't understand this trail. I don't understand why this has happened. But what I can do, I can hold it close to my chest. And in my pain, because you can't, you mustn't deny the pain. Because that's fake. No, take, take the realness and say, Lord, I don't, I don't understand why this has happened. I don't understand why I've been betrayed. But what, 
but I do believe I give you a sacrifice of praise saying, Lord, you will never leave me nor forsake me. So what you do, you don't let this, the, what has happened to you define you. You let who you worship define you. We lost our parents. We didn't know what was happening. So all we could do, we could gather the loss of the pain and the hurt. And in that moment, all we knew what to do is that, Lord, we don't understand this, but we trust you. Because wounds that healed, heals other people's wounds. But if you don't heal, you're going to bleed on people that are innocent and bleed on other people. Be whole. Come on, guys. Give Jesus a praise. Ten seconds. Come on, go. I want to say two more things. One, your value... Your, your value does not, your value is not determined by those who left. I'll say it again. Your value, and I'll give you scripture for what I'm saying, is not determined by those who left, but by Him that stayed. Jesus did not become lesser than the Son of God because 12 of His friends ran. He still stayed the son. But he lived his life, listen to me carefully, based on the father's voice. And when all left him, he could stay secure. How? He was living by the father's voice. Come on guys, are you okay? I want to ask you a question, just a thought. What did God do wrong for one third of the angels to leave him? Good question. What did the Lord do wrong for one third of the angels to leave Him? Answer, nothing. Nothing. You are not responsible for somebody else's heart. You are responsible for your own. Come on. I'm giving you a lot of truth this morning. But we have to understand our, our value. Because, and I, and I felt this so strongly, in, so, so strongly in the Lord during this week. The Lord said to me, Gebar, if, if they, <laughs> and Jesus throws, throws this low curve. He says, listen, if you look at the sparrow, these, these sparrows, they don't fear. Listen to the scripture, I'll quote it one more time. It says, do not fear therefore, you are more valuable than many sparrows. In other words, Jesus is saying that the introduction of fear or the introduction to another voice is simply because we have forgotten our value. We have forgotten our value. Last point, and I want to read for you a scripture. Your value is equal to how much you pay for it. Say it again. Your value is equal to how much you pay for it. 
So if the king paid for you with his own blood, that should determine your value. Are you there? I told the story before and I'll, I'll tell the story somewhere again just, just to emphasize the point. When I was, when, when I was in high school, I had an English teacher that said, you will, you will accomplish nothing in life, man. You are, you are absolutely, you're a, and she used the word, she just said, you'll, you'll do absolutely nothing. And so a couple of years in 2004, five somewhere there, when I wrote my first book, when I wrote it and I started with my first book and um, just finished it, I said, Lord, who must edit it? The Lord said, send it to that English teacher. I said, but she will not. And I, and she, I don't think she'll, she didn't like me. And the Lord said to me, no, send it chapter by chapter. So I send it chapter by chapter. I think I, I sent three chapters to her at first. And I needed to work with her to accept. And she said, oh, okay, I'll, I'll do three chapters for you. And then she did three chapters. And then she said, give me chapter number four, please. Give me chapter number five. And so it went and eventually she edited my whole book and half, halfway into that first book that I wrote, she called me, she said, listen, Gabriel, you have to introduce me to this Jesus that you know. And I, and I thought to myself just for a moment, no, I, I don't want to because you were wrong. I wanted to tell her that you were wrong. You were wrong. Because from that time to this time, there were 17 other books that also came. The, the, the point is that often the voices that tells you something, I want to tell you today, it's wrong and they were wrong. And it can be masked in the best possible suit and the best possible candidate. It doesn't make it right. It still makes it wrong. There's only one voice that should penetrate your heart. And it's the voice of Jesus that says, I'm accepting you and I'm with you every day of your life. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And even though you may feel down, I will pick you up again. Even though you may feel that all else have left you, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's the voice of Jesus. It's the voice of confidence. It's a voice of love. It's a voice that says to us, oh, come on. It's the voice that when I'm down, He says, I'm coming and pick you up. It is the voice that says when my heart is low, His heart is high. It's the voice that says when I'm lonely, He is my companion. It is the voice of Jesus that penetrates the darkness. Come on, are you with me? I'm telling you, there's one thing that the devil is a, a heavy afraid of. It's a Christian that understands that he's loved. Come and excuse my passion, but I know how much I'm loved. So I couldn't care what people say or not say. Because they add nothing, nor do they subtract anything. I know who I am. Are you okay? Your ID book, I leave you with a thought. Your ID book makes you a citizen of South Africa, right? And let's use that acronym quickly. Your ID is your destiny. Your identity book gives you certain rights, privileges. You don't need to prove the rights. You just can take out the book and say, I have rights here. 
And while in South Africa we had certain things we don't have, but in heaven, there's a book. <laughs> it's called the Lamb's Book of Life. And when your name is in that book, you have an identity in the heavens. And that makes you a rightful heir and a citizen of what you can access. And it's not based on your performance. It's based on being. <laughs> Let me give you a thought. I just want to hyperbole this to drive the point home. My kids don't jump out of the bed in the morning and do 10 push-ups to prove to me that they're my kids. In their veins runs blood that tells me they are of my DNA. And the neighbor can come and call them a free. I couldn't care. His DNA doesn't run in their veins. And so as you sit here this morning, I want to encourage you and I want to implore you, Pretoria, may you again understand that there's a blood running in your veins that is royal by nature, that has a future by nature, that has been bought, that has been purchased by the Son Himself. And because Jesus paid for it, there's no devil in hell that can negotiate this. If the Son bought me, I am bought at a high price and I'm valued at a high price. Come on, give Jesus 10 seconds. One minute. One minute and I'm done. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Lord. The Bible says, Psalm, Psalm 123, the, script, the Scripture says the following. The Bible says, He leads me beside still waters. He leads me behind, but He leads me to green pastures, right? Everybody know the Scripture? Okay. Now, please listen to me. When we, when, we hear this, when we hear these words, green pastures, what we often think about is these massive green fields and, and green places and all this greenery. That's not the word green pastures. The word green pastures is, is actually the word, for, it's, it's the word for an arid place, for a dry place, for a rocky place. But in the midst of the rocky place, is pockets of green grass. And this pockets of green grass is so, is so awesome and it's so well done. Please listen to me. It's so awesome and it's so well done that these pockets of green grass is enough to feed you for one day. So when the Bible says it leads me besides green pastures, what it means is day by day, it'll lead you to all sufficiency. Everything you need is in every day with the shepherd. And so I want to declare just a last word over you. And this is a psalm that the Lord has given me continuously as we're drawing closer to 2024. It's Psalm 126 and I'm going to read it for you in the TPT. It says this. It was like a dream come true. When you freed us from our bondage and brought us back to Zion. We laughed and laughed and overflowed of gladness. We were left shouting for joy 
and singing your praise. And all the nations saw it and joined in saying, the Lord has done great miracles for them. Yes, He did mighty miracles and we are overjoyed. Now, verse number four, now Lord, do it again. And as I read the scripture, the Lord spoke to me for 2024, the Lord said to me that there's a time now for joy to come. That the time of mourning and sadness and sackcloth and backlash, that time has come to an end. But there's a new joy that the Lord wants to restore. And this joy, nothing can steal it because it is the joy of the Lord that is our strength. Nehemiah 8.10, come on. And I want to speak that out over your life. And I want to declare that out over your life. And I pray that you receive it this morning. That as you go into 2024, that you will know with all of your heart that there's new joy. It is a new season. It is a new time. And it doesn't matter what was before. It doesn't matter what was before. But that what is ahead of me is greater than that what is behind me. Because He that is with me is greater than He that is in this world. Come on, give Jesus just some praise and some honor. Come on, 10 seconds of praise. Come on, empower. And so this morning, I, I want to deal just with two voices. And we need the Holy Spirit to help us here. The first voice is the voice of other people. We have to be able to cut it off say you're wrong you were wrong because the Lord said it differently you are wrong and secondly we have to deal with our voices that voice doesn't sound like Jesus then you're wrong and you have to let it go <laughs> come on guys you have to let it go and you must return to the voice that says in Songs of Solomon, Solomon chapter number two, Songs of Solomon chapter number two, of eight to my Salmon the last couple of days, that's why I'm quoting Salmon instead of Solomon. Songs of Solomon chapter number two, verse number 10 says this, come now my beloved, come, come away with me. The winter has passed, the summer has come, and the sound of the turtle dove, peace is back onto the field. Come now my beloved, come, come away with me. For your voice is sweet. What does that mean? Jesus says, come away with me. Because what I have for you is much better. But it's a choice. It's a choice. So I want to pray for you this morning. There are going to be many people this morning, I understand. There's people here this morning, there's been voices of hopelessness in your life. I want you to stand quickly. I can pray for you. Voices of hopelessness. Voices of hopelessness. People that have, that have, you've heard voices. Voices spoken over your life. Voices that have declared things of your life. Come on, there's many people standing. I'm going to give you a time to respond. Come on. Just take this moment. Lift your hands to the Lord. There we are, stand. And say with me, say, Father God, I come to you in this day. I let go 
of voices of hopelessness that have caused a destruction of my identity in you and Lord Jesus in this day I let it go I choose your voice I choose the voice of acceptance I choose the voice of love in the name of Jesus now I want to pray for the second group of people if you've been self-condemning yourself accusing yourself self-accusing self-critique self-judgment all of those self 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 you see the problem of self is is what happens we we put ourselves in the center and we remove the Lord out of it if you've been at a place where you've judged yourself critiqued yourself accused yourself and because and this is why this is important because you can only love other people as you love yourself if that's been you I want you to stand quickly you've been hard of yourself Come on, guys, there's no shame in, in a couple of all these people that are here. No shame. I would rather walk out free than bound. King Jesus. And I want you, there we are, just to lift your hands for a moment. Save me, Lord. I accept myself as you've accepted me. I let go of my own voice that have critiqued me, that have judged me, and have criticized me. In this moment, I let it go. And I accept myself as Jesus has accepted me. Now the last group I want to pray for. There are people here, you need to forgive people. There's two sins that will send you to hell. First one is blasphemy, which a Christian cannot really do. And the second one is unforgiveness. If you don't forgive people, then the Lord cannot forgive you. It's not that He will not, He cannot. And so if you harbor any unforgiveness towards a person, then now is the time to stand. Come church, it's brave moments. 10 seconds of bravery, it will take you from your chair to freedom. It's 10 seconds. I want you to name those people. Whatever their names are, Susie, John, Carol, whatever. Let's pray. Let's trust Jesus. Say, Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I forgive. And I'll name their names. I forgive. Name that name. I forgive their attitude. I forgive their words and I forgive their actions and I choose to let them go.
Lord, it's my choice this morning by my will to forgive them and to let them go. In Jesus' name. Father God, thank you that their words, their actions from this moment starts to heal out of my heart, out of my life. In Jesus' name. Lord Holy Spirit, shield me with your word, the words of Jesus. In Jesus' name. But Lord, right now, I forgive. Say it again. I forgive. And I let it go. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on, the rest of the church, just give them a God bless you. As Pastor Eric comes, I, I just have one duty this morning, and that is to say to you that we have taken in our highest number of people um, this time of the year. We normally take people in four times a year, and this is our highest number ever. So, amen. Come on, just give God some praise there. Jesus is adding, and the gates of hell cannot prevail. Amen. And as the names, they'll put the names up behind, behind me on the, on the LED. And as they do, I just want to pray, want to pray for you. And I also want to just say, welcome home. Welcome home. And I pray that you will not, yeah, come on, let's just give them a God bless you. And it's just beautiful. We, we have seen so many people in Pretoria coming in. We've seen people this morning, they are taking people in in Durban this morning. Now, of course, taking people in Cape Town in this morning and now taking people in in Secunda this morning. Amen. Amen. So the Lord is doing all these things. So we just want to pray for them, for all the new members. And if you are here this morning, you're welcome to stand as a new member. If you are here, you're welcome to stand. And we just want to recognize you as well. There you go. Awesome. Come on, empower. Why don't you just remain standing? And I, I want to pray for all of us. I want to ask, as the new members remain standing, the guys that are close to them, you can someone just lay hands on them. Let's pray together. Welcome home. I don't want to brag, but I do think we were of the best home. So welcome to the best home. Father, we want to pray for each and every one of these beautiful people, Lord. We thank you for more people that you've added. And thank you, Lord, that you are adding to your house and the gates of hell cannot prevail. And Father, we bless every new member in this day, in Jesus' name. 